This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. Wow. Way to just like come in super hot. (laughs) (laughs) I came in hot because I know we will forget to talk or like mention it later because I have so much to say. (laughs) I have a thousand things I want to bring up today. First and foremost, I want to talk about something that was just posted on our Facebook account and it's an article and it says, Woman quits her job so she absolutely can fucking not. Her I saw this this morning. Two hours. Nope, absolutely not. I don't need. You Stop have it. a mommy. I am not your mommy. Women, we cannot encourage this behavior. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like yuck anyone's yum, as we've said many times nope. on this podcast. But I am like, I feel like this kind of uh, uh, that that's mm. an issue for a therapist. I hate sir. it. First, first and foremost. You have two people who clearly aren't working because every two hours he's getting breastfed. How are you living? Oh, my God. How are you paying bills? What is happening right now? Listen, every uh, look, I again, no yuck and yums here. You got fetish. Great. I'm glad cool. you found have somebody that. who was willing to, you know, that's right. Be there for you. But that's right. You found a dog for your Beth. But here is the situation. You got to be a contributing a member of society. <laughs> Of society, like this is an off work situation. You're this is not a daily, no worries thing. You are this is too yeah, much. Yeah, I have questions. I didn't read the article, but I'm like, how are you living? Like she quit her Five job. Billion. What does he do? Do you guys just work from home and take breaks every two hours? Like what's happening right now? And I do. I feel like look, be into what you're into, but maybe stop and examine it every now and again maybe just check in with a therapist and be like hey hey and every two hours i mean what are you a newborn it's so i can't i hate it so much i have chills i'm not into this whole like the the mommy fetish thing no i'm not either like why why (laughs) are you treating this grown man like a child Well, since we're talking about fetishes, the next absolutely thing on my not. List, I know exactly what course. you're going to say, and I am upset. I am upset. Okay. So apparently, on Amazon, they have something called oh. the quote, oh. the the vajankle. It's a new sex toy for the foot fetish. It looks like a um, fucking nightmare. It looks okay, but here's okay. here's the deal. I didn't think that people who That's had right. foot fetishes wanted to actually stick their dick inside the foot. I thought it was like an outside the foot situation, right? Okay, I've seen those thumbnails on Pornhub. All right, I mm-hmm. thought it was like a, a dick between sandwiched between right. feet kind of situation, not, not like a inside the ankle. <laughs> it's it looks like a decapitated foot. <laughs> decapitated foot with a vagina it's, attached to it it makes absolutely the vagina is no inside sense. the ankle it is really which is distressing where, this is where vaginas are right you, you have to cut your leg off. i dude no. i i have to admit 
that I have gone down Pornhub rabbit holes of random stuff that guys put their oh, dick into. Um, and I I will say, as frightening as the vajankle is, it's not the weirdest thing that... <laughs> Elaborate, please. No, don't. Please There's don't. Been lots of foods. You can see people sticking their dick into foods. The creepiest thing I saw on Pornhub was a guy that had hollowed out like a children's doll, like a cabbage patch doll. <gasps> oh, 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 no. That that was a call fucking 911 immediately. Oh, no. And I was like. Because, okay, here's here's the deal. Here's the deal, okay? Typically, I'm- even with the vajankle, as uncomfortable as that makes me and as gross as I think it is, what you stick your dick into is none of my business. Correct. Like, yeah. provided you're not hurting True. anybody, how you get your jollies with an inanimate object, I, I don't really care. Um, mm-hmm. However. That is frightening, right? There's That's- something V-troubling about a Cabbage oh, Patch damn. doll. Mm-hmm. Very distressed. Yes. I f- fucking hate yeah. that. Yeah. So much. Yes, I, I would say I, I would have... say reach for the vajanko first. <laughs> <laughs> if given the choice, please, please. go for the yes. vajanko. Oh my god! Please. Um. Yeah. Well, yep. I hate that. Mm-hmm. And so if you, glad we started here. If you want to see uh, what that horror show looks like, <laughs> you can join our Facebook group. <laughs> That's the kind of wow. fun we get into in there. And again, I don't have any problem. Like, have a foot fetish? I actually don't even care. Buy that toy. If that really is how it, it works for you, look, that is literally harming zero Yeah, people. weird, you do but you. fine. It, it, not, not for me, but you do you. Here's the thing. When it's just an inanimate object that you see, it looks it gruesome. It does. Oh, it's... It looks yes. gruesome. And it does make me question, like, what about this does it for you? Because, like, like the outside of feet, I can be like, okay, for some reason you think cool. feet are beautiful. Right, and I'm like, fine. But, like, this isn't that. It, it looks like... Because where the vagina is in the ankle, it looks like where like bone should be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if you like went on a date with a dude and then like things are going well, you go back to his place. You go to the bathroom. And then- <laughs> you go to the bathroom. You open up the underneath of the sink because you're looking for toilet paper. <laughs> or you're just and being nosy. <laughs> let's be fucking real. <laughs> exactly. And you see that fucking thing there. Uh uh-uh, uh, goodbye. I'm making up an excuse so quick to get out of there. Are you kidding me? I w- also don't like. Also, as a general rule, can I just say maybe don't keep your sex toys in the bathroom? Yeah, like well, keep them in the bedroom yeah, I in mean, a drawer. It's random. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm making the case for you know we've all got our freak drawer. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I and stumble maybe, across maybe someone there, she's looking for a condom. If I stumble across somebody's nope. freak drawer and it has a loose foot with a vagina in it in there i'm gonna have to nope right out of that situation oh man Mm. i don't like it wow (laughs) oh speaking of things we don't like um eric's co-worker told him this week that there are two kinds of poopers in the world (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. The kind that wipe sitting down and the kind that wipe standing up. 
No, no, there's only one way. Apparently, there are some people that stand up to white. Why? (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I'm so thankful. Why? Because I'm like, (laughs) I feel in my head if you stand up, then you're smearing. You're squishing it back in. Yes. Like, maybe my butt is too big, but I'm like, you guys, you don't understand the size of the way my ass is set up. If I stand, wait. Everybody's up, ass is well, set some up. Some people have really flat That's asses. Squishy. I don't know. Maybe it's like it, it doesn't work the same way. But I'm just saying, if I stand, it's pushing it back together. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is that I call a, on the is fake that, news? Nobody stands dude, up to wipe. That's you not keep a thing. It s- spread in the seated <laughs> position. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there's more. Uh, you can get in there and clean it better. I feel like you, right. s- you stand up, you're not getting all of it. stands up? Who? What weird no. family? I Okay, again, I don't mean to judge. If this is something <laughs> that happens, if you do this, please write in and let us know what the logic is there. Yeah, I need to know. And somebody see? grew up like... Standing yes. up to wipe without okay. parents teach their kids yeah. how to wipe. Yeah. So did I? Do I recall, or did, was this a bad nightmare? A knife. A yes. Oh knife? yeah, that's what I was about to say. What? Did you guys? That it was all over Reddit like a few years ago. Oh my god, let that's me tell right. you the story, Christina. Okay, it wasn't a nightmare. Yes, it was a knife. Um, well. where <laughs> this guy or a girl—I don't know who it was—the person on Reddit was like saying that they were at someone's house and they they took a shit and it was like a massive shit. And then they came back out and they were like, sorry, I couldn't find your poop knife. And the the guy was like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, your poop knife. (laughs) And they're like, you know, whenever you take a big poop and then you have a a knife that you keep in your bathroom to cut it in half so that you can (laughs) wash it down the toilet. And they were like, what? Absolutely not. We don't have a poop knife. And then Reddit was split in half between families who had poop knives and families who didn't. No. (laughs) It was like, that can't fucking be real. This is a thing, apparently. Wow. (laughs) Absolutely not. Are there just like multitudes of people that take enormous shits like whole family of huge shitters i guess so question have you ever been in somebody's house and saw a no no in the bathroom that's the thing how you splitting down reddit with like a 50 exactly on this when i've never in my goddamn life been in a bathroom that has a fucking Poop yeah, what do you it? do? You hang Never. it from a string on a tack? <laughs> That's what I remember them talking about. Like, I remember somebody saying it was like hung from a string. Uh, disgusting. On the side of the also, like, how do you clean it? <laughs> Fuck out of here. How does it stay clean? I, I have and the so wa- many questions. Dishwasher. And I just am horrified by humanity with the entire opening of this episode. Oh, my God. Episode. Um, well, I mean, uh, uh, does your family have a poop knife, listener? Please let no. us know. I'm very curious about the way that other people live. Or is is it the same people that poop <laughs> and then wipe stand stand up? Oh my god! And as they're standing, no, they take shits, the poop knife and they cut you, their poop in half. No, <laughs> if you're taking shits that are that big, you absolutely should not be standing up to wipe. You should not. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh no. my god. <laughs> Oh my mm. god. Oh my god. <gasps> wow. Wow. Wowie wow well, wow. That's so I had 
I had a weird thought yesterday that I want to share okay. with you guys. Since we're talking about things that not everybody does. Uh, Chris and I were in the car and I, in for some reason, got stuck in my head. Um, the Pink Floyd song, Wish You mm-hmm. Were Here. And I fucking love that song. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I love Pink Floyd. Just T to B. But um, I was like, <laughs> I said to Chris, <laughs> I said, when you were like, 15 or 16 did you also have a song that you told all your friends you have to play this song at my funeral because you were certain you're probably going to die before you're 30 <laughs> oh my god cool, cool. Just no me. just you <laughs> no i mean and my badass friend i think maybe i had like, like this i is my had funeral like planned song. my funeral uh, you know what i did which i think i've talked about on this podcast before i didn't plan my funeral so much as i planned my dateline episode <laughs> I, I, I had like, a montage. I yeah, I had a. I pictured like uh, what pictures would be used. That slow piano music. The way <laughs> Keith Morrison was going to describe my beautiful life. You know, like I, I thought about that. that stuff. Lit up the room. Keegan Winfield. <laughs> yes. was beautiful. Oh man, friend. listening to the Dateline. Loved listening her. to the Dateline podcast <laughs> has been real interesting because they say some shit. That I feel mm-hmm. like doesn't hit you as hard when you're watching the show, but when you're listening to it, you're like, what the fuck? Like, I was listening to one of them, and it was Keith Morrison, and it was a dad, and he was talking about his daughter and, like, how she was, like, his his butterfly. And then Keith Morrison came in and said, and now that butterfly is dead. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, who, who wrote that and was like, that's okay. That's okay oh to include God. in Dateline. Wow. Ugh, Keith awful. Morrison is, wow. he, he almost at times, like, I'm like, is he making fun of these people? Like, he almost seems like sometimes I almost catch him where I'm like, he's making fun of these people. I, I don't even yeah. know if he he's sly. is or if it's just the way he talks. Like there's just something about the cadence of his voice. I'm not sure. But I did love it. Last Christmas, the Dateline podcast released episodes that were just Keith Morrison reading like Christmas stories. Like he did How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes. And I actually listened I to that. it and it was wonderful. Oh, he's a treasure for sure. <laughs> it was Absolute beautiful. Absolute treasure. So Here's the question then. If you had a song that you were going to pick out for a 16 year old you oh. to tell all it your It would have been In My Life funeral. by the Beatles, 100% at 16. Uh, that was my wedding song, you oh. bitch. <laughs> you asked. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, 16 year old me? But it is a great oh song. Oh my gosh. I do have it tattooed on me for crazy. <laughs> Mine would probably be at 16, it would be Subterranean Homesick Alien. By Radiohead. Perfect. Yeah, I was and still am totally obsessed with um, with Radiohead. In fact, uh, I know we all do this like in the shower, like you have conversations, you finish arguments, you sing. I um, I make up situations finish arguments in the shower sometimes like this was just yesterday. I was in the shower and I was pretending that um, I was auditioning to be in Radiohead with Tom York, and we were singing together. <laughs> amazing! A fucking amazing! Do you, do you guys play it. pretend in the shower? Or is that yeah. just me? No, I absolutely do. I well, I play pretend 
all the time. <laughs> I play pretend I yes. all the time. If I'm home alone and, you know, I could start a whole pretend situation with the mirror. I really could. Me too. Me too. I do this I've shit done it. all the time. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dude, when I... Quar has done some really weird stuff to us. Just kidding. This is this just is... real life. Yeah, this was all before quarantine. This is... I'll oh, yeah. have whole fucking conversations in the shower for a made-up fucking situation that is literally oh, yeah. never going to happen. I don't do it in the shower. Yes. I don't I do not do it in the shower. I, I, I like, Keegan can also anywhere, but I, I, I don't know why. I, well, now I'm going to try it. I feel like I do it. it less in the shower now because I'm always listening to podcasts when I take showers. Like, showers, are, showers yeah. and gardening are my podcast listening time now that I'm not, like, commuting so i'm always listening to podcasts in the shower now which keeps me mentally busy but before whenever i was just like taking showers listening to the sound of the water there is something about that like white noise of the shower Mm -hmm. that facilitates good make-believe oh (laughs) yes absolutely Uh, my best make-believes are in the shower 100 percent. i've had some good ones so soothing and my podcast time actually i um took the day off yesterday and I have wireless headphones and so and a fucking pool floaty. I was in the pool mm. for hours yesterday. I'm really jealous because podcasts and fucking <sighs> floating on the pool, drinking some white claws. It was phenomenal. I'm jealous. My po- uh, my pool has been closed. And so I've been listening to podcasts outside on my balcony, but then I started to feel kind of bad because like everybody is spending more time on their balconies, including my neighbors, that means. And so mm-hmm. I was out there just listening to Case File, like full volume, talking about like cutting people up and putting them down the drain. And I, I was like, love oh, case file. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should Oops. turn this down. My neighbors are like, um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's a lesson it's a course i'm taking don't have worry you about ever it. felt that way like when you go through the drive-thru and you're listening oh. to like a brutal true crime podcast i'm like turn it down really fast before i roll my window down to get my food <laughs> inevitably i'll be listen listening to like our podcast or like mfm and they're always talking about something like sexual or something so it's like full volume and i'm like mm-hmm. i'll have an, a yeah. number two and it's then it's like <laughs> anal and cocaine and i'm like oh, oh no oh <laughs> my gosh speaking of um speaking of fast food i have to tell you guys this so i had a hard week this week this week has been a tough week for me and i was taking a bath. i was like fuck all of this i'm taking a bath like whatever i'm getting in the bath so i got in the bath and i was like in there for a while and anthony had like left and then he came back and he had a box of donuts and Taco Bell for me. Yes. He surprised me with Taco Bell and oh. donuts, and I cried. Yep. I cried you in marry the him. bathtub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was you like, should marry you. him. Those are the best. And we've talked about it before. Like, get you a fucking guy that is going to just think it's not it's not the big stuff it's never the big stuff that really gets in and gets into your heart and is the stuff that melts you it's little things like that you know like when eric will go to the grocery store by himself and come back with salt and vinegar chips you know and some flowers yeah it's just like it's so it's so little and it's so cute but it the kind of person that's going to take that extra effort for you or think about you when they're not 
around you, it's it's fucking beautiful. That's love. Yeah, and can recognize if you're having like a hard time. Yeah. And can think of something to do yeah. that will make you feel like a little bit better. <laughs> Dude, yeah. now, now I want Taco Bell. I haven't had Taco mm. Bell in a minute. I was just thinking this. Did not thing. regret oh it at all. Would recommend. 10-10 would recommend. No, no regrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? Let We should fuck, Ooh. marry, kill fast food. <gasps> yeah, We've never done that. Yes. Yes. So I'm choosing That's Taco good. Bell because I have to. I'm, but I'm, I'm yeah. choosing McD's, man. Classic. Cool. Okay. The Golden okay. Arches. Mm, like Wendy's or Burger King? Well, you know we're from Columbus, Ohio, the birthplace of I Wendy's. Know. And I, know. And Dave I told I told you I have an autographed Dave Thomas. <laughs> They bring their own unique, like both Burger King and Wendy's offers different things. They bring different things to the table. I used to have nightmares about the Burger King. Like he would like crawl. I hate that mascot. I don't like that mascot. It's horrible. I find him creepy. (laughs) Well, the McDonald's mascots are pretty fucking creepy too. If I'm if I'm honest, the Grimace, (laughs) fucking Grimace. (laughs) Jesus, he is creepy. He's like scary Barney. Okay. I think that I I owe it to my hometown to go to Win- yeah. Wendy's. Good choice. Yeah. I do like Burger King fries better and that damn chicken sandwich, but But you know what? Wendy's has a pretty Wendy's. good chicken sandwich. I usually get their spicy Dude, chicken that sandwich. Number one all day. Hmm? Number yeah. one all day. With cheese. What's the number one at Wendy's? It's, it's just the single burger. It's that, that square burger. Yeah. The single with cheese. I used so to um okay, so back in the nineties. To the younger listeners, back in the 90s, parents just kind of let their kids run around and do whatever they want. So I was like nine or so, uh, and I had a Razor scooter, and and I lived in Las Vegas, and me and my friends would Razor scooter probably like mm, three miles or so to Wendy's on our own at like nine years old. And so we felt very independent wow at this time and so we would always go i would always go and get the um bacon cheeseburger because it was like two dollars yeah or whatever so good i would get the bacon cheeseburger with like a shit ton of packs of ketchup and then i would get we would just get waters and just put packs of sugar sugar (laughs) water sugar water just sugar water (laughs) oh my god because we could like we could go and like eat for like two bucks, like yeah. literally two dollars. And I felt so sophisticated. So. I, you could just live your own life. I mean, honestly, you might as well just moved out. Of I that know, point. honestly, really yeah, that's how I felt. I could take care <laughs> of myself completely. I right. used to feel all fancy at Wendy's when I was a kid and I used to go because I would get the baked potato. There. Oh, yes. Back in the day, they used mm. to have a potato bar, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They had melted and a cheese salad and bar. Shit. Yep. Yes. No longer. Dude, do you guys remember Racks? Oh yeah, I do remember Racks. Was the shit. Racks was like mm. if Arby's was good. Oh, I've never been there. Oh, Racks. Amen. That cheese, that melted cheese was. Mwah, yeah. Also, hot take. I don't think Arby's is that bad. <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with Arby's, but like if you remember Racks. Rax was what was Ugh. up. That shit was delicious. I that might have been in Ohio. I think so. Did you guys ever have rallies? 
Oh yeah, of rallies course. was delicious. Yeah, rally fries. In the south, it was called Checkers. Oh really? It's the same place. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we've gotten off topic. Right. Fuck Mary Kill. So fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Wendy's McDonald's Taco Bell. Ooh. All right. It is a tough call. That is <laughs> that is really tough. You know what? I I I gotta fuck Taco Bell. I gotta fuck it because I mean it's yep. spicy. It's fucking yeah. There's a lot of variety, and it's just like I I feel like fucking Taco Bell will be the most fun. Um, I agree. It's gonna be a good. Night. I agree. Yeah, there's there's Same. enough variety that you can do whatever you want. I'm going to marry Wendy's because Wendy's has been yep. always fresh. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's a hometown thing. It's it's stable. It's been consistent. They don't add. They don't do like a whole bunch of like random bullshit on their menu or spe- like it's been the same menu forever. You know, steady, steady Eddie, exactly reliable and fucking, you know, Dave Thomas frosty charitable too. And they're charitable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love a frosty too. I'm a big frosty fan. Oh, fr- and guess who's frosty machines don't exactly. go down. The fr- Wendy's Wendy's. Men- <laughs> And you got to dip them fries and in And then McDonald's to me is just kind of symbolizes like everything I don't like about capitalism. And as much as like I will, I, I will kill you for McDonald's French fries. They're just the best. It's still like it's bad for me. I feel it's bad for the environment. I feel like I feel like it's a toxic marriage. There, I wouldn't be happy in a marriage with McDonald's. I, I feel like McDonald's is a toxic mm-hmm. relationship in that, like, it, it keeps is. you come. It's like that really shitty dude mm-hmm. who fucks you really well, and so like you keep coming back when you know <laughs> but does not clean. His yeah, house. and he asks you he for twenty dollars no every time before he yes. leaves. Like he's that person. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, yeah, or he'll be like, I, "You want to, you want to split this bill or whatever." <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like Ugh. he's like, "Oh shit, I forgot my wallet, though." Yeah, but you keep coming back fuck because you. he's a fuckboy. Like McDonald's is a fuckboy. Like that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's like mm-hmm. you keep coming back. Damn breakfast. He keeps sending you you up texts. Yep. And despite yourself, filled with shame, you do it anyway. Yep. Um, it's that goddamn breakfast. Because goddamn it, McDonald's breakfast, man. I, I could give yes. up. Everything else from McDonald's, including the fries, I think. Really, but but yep. the breakfast, Any day. like sausage yeah. biscuit, man. Oh, oh my god, goddamn, mm-hmm. so good. The hash browns, sausage Jake McMuffin. Come on, the hash. And browns. I'm sorry, so you know Guys. that they have the best Coke and Diet Coke, like because mm. they have a proprietary like formula, and so like mm. you can only yes, get. I don't. They, there's real cocaine in their coke. Yes, that's for sure. That's yeah, because right. it is more addictive. And, so I would say, yeah, I I'm gonna have to kill McDonald's, but um, yeah, it's it 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 is hard when I'm eating it. I feel it. I feel it destroying my body. Like yes. I know that that's what's happening, and I just have to set that aside in my brain. Yeah. Um, and it it will hurt me. I'll grieve the loss. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and kill McDonald's. Man, I I feel like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna marry Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. You now, should. I know that it will be a wild, 
wild marriage. <laughs> um, probably not always the best marriage, but I keep going back to Taco Bell. I think it's meant to be. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for me. Yeah. I think it, Soulmates, I, I, I just really. can't quit. I just can't quit you, Taco Bell. <laughs> I can't quit you. So, <laughs> um, and also they have the most of all fast food chains. They have the most meatless options. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling good about that. A lot of my friends who are like vegetarians still eat at Taco Bell. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna marry Taco Bell. And then yeah, I'll I'll fuck Wendy's. Wendy's will be like a good down home. Dickin', yeah, yeah, Dickin'. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I good old dick down. I like that, dude. Wendy's, like fucking Wendy's, makes me think of like how that couple in the Lifetime movie fuck. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm like flannel shirt fucking. <laughs> yes, yeah. For some reason, we're on a bale of hay. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I don't it can't know be why. Comfortable? No, but <laughs> you and it's do it just anyway. like oh, deep, God. slow, down home. Bucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to have Frosties afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. I hate it. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I definitely don't want a lifetime fucking. Sounds like the most boring thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. But I am definitely going to fuck some Taco Bell. That's my Taco, Taco Bell up. will like tie you up. <laughs> yes. Taco Bell. Yeah. They'll cover your yeah. body in hot sauce. Mm hmm. That's right. It's going to be spicy. <laughs> Moy. It's going to be caliente. very, very. <laughs> and Taco Bell has a sense of humor. Have you seen the hot sauce yep. packets? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Man. Um, I am going. I am going to marry Wendy's. I'm not going to love that down home. I was dickin, just going to say, I'm am... shocked that you're not going to marry McD's because I feel like McD's is yeah. is probably like Wall Street. McD's broker. has nothing to offer me. I feel like he, oh, McD's I don't know. I do. Money. I feel of of the three of them, McD's is the richest one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. McD's is going to private you know fly what? you places. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. It. That's I'm sorry. I'm like, we know <laughs> you, Cassie. I'm like, we're. You would be way happier in a marriage with McDonald's mm-hmm. than you a don't want to be in a flannel covered marriage with Wendy's. But I mean, maybe you do. Wendy's is great. Wendy's McDonald's ain't got nothing to offer me but breakfast. Mm, that's true. You're right about that. I just and I just, I mean, he might be rich, but I will only see him for five minutes in the morning. Yeah, that's it. Every day, but then, and then yeah, you got your too, lover. Actually. You've got your Taco Bell lover on the side. So Correct. I mean, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> We're not trying to force you into a marriage with McDonald's. I just thought we'd throw out the possibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I really want to marry Wendy's, though. I don't see Wendy's as the flannel covered fuck up. Um, <gasps> I didn't say they were a fuck up. I like it. Well, that's how I pictured it. Um, that's what it turned into in my head. Uh, I. Don't see Wendy's that way. Like to me, Wendy's is it is steady mm-hmm. Eddie that I get, like that I can get behind, and and I think that he's just gonna be like I don't know if I was gonna make Chris one of these brands. I think Chris is yeah. Wendy's. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Steady I Eddie. Agree with that. Doesn't get too hyped or too. Wendy's you know is I mean? like, gonna let like you sleep in, reliable. and when you wake up, that's right. Wendy's will have fixed your plumbing. Done. Like that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's will have brought you coffee in bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right about that's that. Right. Ah, 
Well, I I oh, I man. like I like that. That was that was good. <laughs> Fun. What an open. <laughs> you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Yes. And we're back. All right. I'm gonna kick us off. I cannot wait for my crazy in love. I'm I'm very excited. We will have so Ooh. much to say about it. Anywho, uh, this story comes from Reddit. I remember Valentine's Day 2019 like it was yesterday because of one particular couple. Background is that I'm a bartender at a chain pub in the UK. So basically we serve pub grub. We have the head chef named Mike joke. And our main clientele is our regulars who usually only want pints of bitter. Also important to note that out of 50-ish tables, we only have one booth and everyone wants to use it. So Valentine's Day 2019, we have quite a few bookings, including some for the booth. So that table is booked pretty much solidly all night. It would be a case of couples finishing food, table gets cleaned, and the next couple seated. So it gets to be about 8, 9 p.m., and this couple walks in. He asks to be seated in the booth and is told that it's booked all night. He gets a bit pissy about that and asks for a nice table and if they can have table service. Dude. This is a city center chain pub. There aren't any nice tables. LOL. That's exactly what I was going to say. Why? If this is your priority, there are a million other options. And if you couldn't think ahead to make a reservation at a nice place on Valentine's Day, that sounds like a you problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. His date says she's going to the toilet and walks off. He then proceeds to explain that he's planning on proposing and wants it to be special. <laughs> oh again no. dude is expecting big things from this place but we don't say anything except we can set him up a table in a closed off area and one of my co-workers manages to find a really tacky tablecloth <laughs> fills an empty orangina bottle with fake flowers and sets Honey. them out some cutlery <laughs> no no that's worse than if it was oh, just man. regular like that's worse. Now, you know what I mean? Now you have this weird. Did they like fucking meet there or something? That's that, yeah. Why? Is, is like, this it the boxcar like, children? Like here? that's what it evokes in me. Is like I remember that vividly reading the boxcar children, and that's what they would do. They're like, we went and found a blanket that we're using as a tablecloth and an empty can for these flowers. And I'm like, absolutely not. No, not that for the purpose of the road. This is already above and beyond what normally happens since you get your own cutlery at this place. We also don't usually do table service, but the boss wanted to make a good impression, I guess. So I get that task for the night. I go over to take their order and she says she'd like a sirloin steak. Before I can ask her how she'd like it cooked, he interrupts and asks her to get something off of the two for one menu. Honey. (gasps) No. She looks pissed. Clearly, this is strike two for this guy, and it's going terribly. She asks why he didn't tell her that before she looked at the menu, and he said, you know, I like to save money. Why would tonight be any different? Oh, my God. She looks like she's about to walk out, so I offer to give them a few minutes and take my leave. Honestly, just kind of glad to be out of there. I go back after a few more minutes, and they order off the two-for-one menu. Food comes out quickly, they eat, and then he orders a bottle of Prosecco. Since it's Valentine's Day, we really push the boat out and put a strawberry in the glasses, LOL. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Oh, I really wonder if they're actually served in champagne flutes or if it's just like... (laughs) Classic cups. (laughs) A glass. 
<laughs> no, just pint a glass. glass. Like a big fucking pint glass. Exactly. <laughs> then comes the big moment. <sighs> I'm just going over to see if they like dessert. And I see him going to get down on one knee. So I grab another waitress on shift. And we're watching from the corner. Oh, oh I love him so much. He went and got somebody He's to like, go watch the tea spill. I know. This is... That's that's hero mm. behavior. That's... Oh... <laughs> So we're watching. <laughs> He's like, I want to share this. <laughs> we're watching from the corner, and this is where he makes his final mistake. 2019 is the year that Poundland released a placeholder engagement ring. For those of you that haven't seen one, the ring comes in a red heart-shaped box that is inside a bigger square plastic box. He made the rookie mistake of not only leaving the ring box in the plastic box, but also leaving the big black price sticker on there that said okay. one oh, wait. pound. Oh, Oh, whoa, whoa. Everybody, oh, pause. What? First of all, Wait, what? what is Poundland? Is this a dollar store? Secondly, <laughs> it sounds like it's like Dollar Tree, only it's like, it's like their it, Dollar it, Tree. Is a, okay, a placeholder engagement ring is not a bad thing. But, but here's the deal with this whole thing, and this is what I was going to say before just fucking we wait. even got to the ring. If you wanted a special night, like, think ahead. There's nothing wrong with saving money. There's nothing wrong with living within your means. You absolutely should do all of those things. But if you knew you were going to propose and you knew you wanted it to be special, you should have thought ahead several months, save money, set money aside for the date yep. and also for the ring. That's what I'm saying. When we talked about earlier, like the kind of guy that's like, oh, Keegan had a bad day and like goes out and gets donuts and Taco Bell. It's like that kind of guy is not going to do that kind of proposal. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like oh, hell if this no. is Thank somebody God. that you love that you weren't asking to spend your life together. It's like a big moment. And it sounds like he couldn't even be bothered. He stopped by a Dollar Tree. Got and didn't <laughs> take the tag off. Didn't. Honey. Nope. Like you didn't even have enough forethought. to. I can't trust you with my life for the rest of my. You want me to commit to no. you for the rest of my life. And you couldn't think ahead long enough to save for our <laughs> no. date or and take the tag off this <laughs> ring. <laughs> She asked if he was serious. He said yes. She asked if the ring was from Poundland. He said yes. She asked if it's oh, a placeholder no. ring so that she can choose her own later. He said no. She asked Wait, why he would propose Wait. with a Poundland okay. ring. So is the placeholder... All right, I understand better okay. now. So the placeholder ring yes. is designed okay. because more women are wanting to have a say in their engagement rings. Right. Okay, okay, that actually... That concept like that. is fine with me. Yes. That's a, an I okay like concept. It. But he's saying this ring this that cost me ring. $1, this bubblegum fucking ring that I got... That's going to turn mm. your finger fucking green. Green. Immediately. Yes. Immediately. This is your ring that I want you to wear for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. He said, you know I like to save money. <gasps> oh, God. We're oh. breaking up. I'm she, sorry. I can't. She picked up her wine glass and walked out of the pub. I did not stop her taking the glass. You can have it, ma'am. You've you been through enough. It. That's yours you now. <laughs> and I guess that answers that question. They served the Prosecco in a wine glass. Yeah, Great. There you go. Um, honey, like, I mean... Okay. And listen, I found you know, an, I, I, I found an article 
about Poundland sells 40,000 engagement rings ahead of Valentine's Day. So I have pictures of these. Please show me. Tragic monstrosities. Oh, honey. I mean, oh, it looks fake. Oh, I can't oh, really. Is no. it like like a sapphire oh, sorry, situation? Oh, no. They're a dollar. Oh, those are definitely plastic. Fake. Oh, they look fake as fuck. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, I hate man. that. I hate it so That's horrible. Much. I had to see. I had to see what it, this Poundland bullshit. To be honest, I was actually expecting it to was. be worse. Because did you guys ever see that? Yeah. Um, did you see that Reddit post that was like, that my guy proposed to me and is pissed off that I don't like the ring and I want to get a new ring? And everybody at first is like, yeah, you're the asshole, whatever. But then she's like, nah, look at this ring. And it was literally like, it was a giant, it was probably like an inch big, and it was like a heart-shaped like topaz or something. It was like horrifying. And then everyone was like, nah, you're you're right. They're like, you're in the right. He has no right to be this mad about this. Um, I'll try and find a picture of that for you guys. But... But yeah, I have no problem with people who don't want to spend a lot of money on on stuff all the time. Like right. that's fine. Sure. It's oh, I care more about like who you are as a person more than like what you make or what you're spending or like anything like that. But to have absolutely no regard for the fact that like you're asking somebody to commit a lifetime to you, that's a really big deal. And then you're also Giving her a piece of jewelry that is expected to last a lifetime. Exactly. Like that, you're supposed that piece to. Of jewelry is going to last a day if you're lucky. The first time you wash right. your hands, like that fucking cheap Ugh. foil coating will come off of it. And you know? women should also have a say in a piece of jewelry that is going to be hopefully on their finger forever yeah they should have a say they should oh. be allowed to have a say we should remove the stigma <laughs> exactly from that yeah that's crazy yeah i picked out my own ring no, no regrets. i i i already told cassie what i want you know so i can you know i'm already i already got it yeah I'm on it <laughs> all right so mine is from an email that we got and it says Hey, ladies, I've been debating on whether to send this story, but I've had too much time on my hands lately, so I'm going to nice. submit it. So my sister and I were uh, we we're about one year's one one year apart. One year's one year. <laughs> I can't words. Uh, so we do everything together. We also had an extremely strict parents and went to an all girls Catholic school because the idea of having a seemingly perfect family was much more important than to my parents than happy kids. <laughs> I won't dive too deep into my weird childhood, but knowing how crazy they were is important okay. to the story. So we shared a bedroom and were literally not allowed out of the house. It, if it wasn't for a school activity or to go to a girlfriend's house that my parents had met and approved of and weren't allowed to date until we were no longer under their roof. Now that's not going to work out. It's no. that's a that's crazy. long time. I I don't have a problem with parents setting boundaries. Like, and I actually, as an adult, I am like, okay, your house, your rules. I get that, but till you yeah. leave their but home, you should actually. I feel like, and and this is me like dipping my toe in where I have no fucking experience or anything. But here's my thought. Wouldn't you want your kid to date once they turn like 15 or 16 and they're still in the house and they can come to you yes. and they can talk to you and, and you can help them 
Dating yes. is really hard and it's tricky and you can be there for them emotionally and help to help them to learn how to date safely. And, you know, right. I just feel like you would well, you would want to be thing, involved as a parent in, in setting yeah. them up like that. And the other thing you're asking totally for agree. in a situation like this is for them to move out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. If that's the rule <laughs> yeah. is like. I can't date anybody until I'm out of your house. Well, I'm not going to take that gap year and hang out here at home. Yeah. I'm getting the fuck nope. out at 17. You well, know? you're lucky that they My, don't yeah. like sneak out and fucking get knocked up. And that's how you get like grandbabies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the truth. Well, <laughs> but strict parents make sneaky kids. So, of course, this didn't yep. stop us. There you go. There you go. We had carefully orchestrated routine for sneaking out of the house. Our bedroom window was right above the roof to our porch. So we would jump out the window and be right on the roof. So uh, she would then lower me down. My sister would then lower me down to the ground, then hang off the roof and I would grab her to get back in. We did the same thing just in reverse. I hoisted up. Uh, I hoisted her up on the roof. Then she'd pull me up from while I was climbing up the column to get back in. Also, I was going to cosmetology classes at night. So we took mannequin heads and put them on our beds just in case. <laughs> it was genius. Flawless. Worked every time. We never once That's got some caught. escape from Alcatraz shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Some Dufresne. Those are also some naive parents. If you're yeah. going to be that oh. strict, man, you better go check. <laughs> like, <laughs> they look in. They're like, I see heads. We're good. <laughs> One day I was 15 or 16 and a boy had asked me out for the first time. I got all dressed up, felt so cute, snuck out of the house and walked a few blocks down to the end of the road to where our friends with less strict parents were waiting to pick us up. We were meeting at a, quote, club called the rocking chair which is literally the worst name for anything with a party atmosphere but it didn't stop us from going it was supposed to be a club without uh without the drinks for people under 18 uh, uh, under 18 but it was basically just like are so oh. sad <laughs> there's Dude. nothing worse there and one ta- like every town has one of those <laughs> oh, oh, oh like, yeah. yeah let's let's drink diet coke and like dance to nelly <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Real life. <laughs> Except I would be so stoned by the time I made it there. So it <laughs> This is why I had a song about for my funeral. <laughs> Stoner. All right. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, boop, We met Danny Smith, not his real name, and his friends outside. And he looked so happy to see me. He told me how hot I looked and introduced me to all of his friends. We were dancing and having a blast. I was thinking, this is the best night ever. He bought me a soda and started asking about my school and what sports I play. Um, I met him at the rec center, which is where I would run the trails. And he was practicing basketball or sorry, baseball with his dad. Uh, I told him that I did dance, but not for my school. It was a competition dance. And he told me that's uh, how that's not considered a sport. I hate him already. Okay. Okay. Thanks, mansplainer. Well, that Boy shit splainer. always pissed me off because I did cheerleading and they, everyone was always like, it's not a sport. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? People aren't saying that now with I that, see you do a that fucking show on Netflix. Yeah. Have you seen competitive cheerleading or competitive dance? Like the shit that those people put their bodies through. Like, fuck mm-hmm. you. 
And even if you feel that way, why right. the fuck would you say that to someone? It is so rude. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's high school boy mm-hmm. for you. Um, we danced a bit and even a slow dance. And he said he was getting hot. So he went outside with his friends to cool off. My friend Sarah noticed that he'd been gone for a while. So we went looking for him. We opened the back door and heard him talking to his friends about how he was just how he was dating me, even though I was chubby, because his dick isn't going to suck oh itself. My. And Catholic girls are way freaky. Plus, I I was a dancer, so he wanted to see how flexible I Can could Can I tell get. you, like, if I had, had overheard that when I was that age, it would have absolutely destroyed me. Like, just knowing the yes. fucking crippling body image issues I already had inside my own head, having that confirmed by somebody that I had a crush on yes. would have... Oh, God. Killed me. Forget it. Especially the first time someone asked you out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, my God, if I ever have a son and I ever find out that he is talking like this, I will lose my fucking shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, Okay, so I had never considered myself fat until this point, which is exactly what you're saying, Christina. Like, uh, I... I, a lot of people don't even have body image issues or even think about these things until some jack off is like, ooh, she's yep. fat. Yep. What? Sarah grabbed my arm, pulled me inside, stuck her head out the door and screamed, you don't have to worry about anyone sucking your dick, Danny Smith, because everyone knows you have genital warts. <laughs> Snaps for Sarah. <laughs> so, so many people outside and all of them were staring at him. This was a small town and everyone knew who he was. My group of friends had a code phrase, which was giraffes at the zoo that we used when we needed to leave a situation immediately. Usually we would work it into a sentence like, uh, we should go see the giraffes at the zoo this weekend. But Sarah went to the DJ booth and asked for the mic, which he reluctantly handed over to Gosh, her. Gosh, she must have and been an intimidating 16-year-old. She's like, give right? me the mic. <laughs> give me the, the mic. The- giraffes at the fucking <laughs> zoo. Sarah 2020, man. Dude, we need, we need a boss bitch like that. Damn right. God. <laughs> um... Anyway, we went to the car, and Danny kept trying to apologize, saying that he really liked oh, fuck me, off, but Danny. he was just trying to look cool in front of his friends. And you know what? I bet that's true. I, I bet that's true. I oh, understand course. that like boys are under whatever kind of like pressure to be that like toxic machismo whatever. I get that, but like still, but now you learned, you learned your, your lesson, lesson you and she doesn't owe you shit. And I, shit. I really do hope that uh, that kind of, I mean that kind of toxic locker room oh all boys talk that way kind of shit has gone away or is going away i think it slowly is changing i do think it's changing i think that there are lots of guys out there who check their friends now um and i think that that's what Mm -hmm. it takes i think it takes like if you hear your friend talking like that you put a stop to it well and and honestly like if you're gonna do it for no other reason do it because it will absolutely get you more pussy to be respectful. You will get yes. so much more pussy. You're going to get so laid. By being like a fucking The bar is feminist. so low. Exactly. All you have to do is be decent. Just be nice. Like, be nice. Seriously. Exactly Honestly, right. It's really as easy as just being nice. Uh, imagine. Um, we went through. Uh, no, but uh, there we are. 
Uh, he begged me to stay and hang out. Sarah threatened to run him over if she, he didn't move, so he gave up. We spent the rest of the night drinking milkshakes and talking shit on Danny. Sarah and Jess, who went to the same school as him, were promising to spread the genital warts rumor. All of Bless. Danny. Sister solidarity. Hi. Uh, girls supporting sorry. girls. <laughs> Danny called and texted uh, for a few weeks but no response he finally gave up he randomly messaged me on facebook last year and told me i looked great i'm pretty so i said not bad for a chubby girl and <laughs> and said you were he's like you were never chubby you just had curves that i wasn't ready for at oh, the time fuck off. now i'm ready Gross. oh i hate him i laughed and said well i'm engaged now and he said well that does if that doesn't work out, you should give me a call. Uh by the way, dude is an amateur douche and is not high. Uh I remember the car ride with my friends more than what Danny said, but I'll never forget that this is the moment that made me so insecure for years. Over one stupid thing, one stupid boy said, Sarah is still my best friend. These girls are still my core tribe of friends. And we also still use the phrase giraffes at the zoo as a code phrase. And because of this date, we he, we refer to every shitty date or relationship as he wasn't worth sneaking out there for. There you go. Oh, I love that. He wasn't yeah. worth sneaking out for. That's right. Yeah. Assess your risk. <laughs> That's right. She says, love you, ladies. Your podcast is the best one I've listened to. And during this quarantine, I've listened to Aww. a lot keep it awesome oh my gosh i love that (laughs) okay guys are you ready because we have not had a story like this in a minute oh oh prepare yourselves okay okay oh i am strapped in i went to a small engineering college and there were like nine girls in my program one of which was extremely hot and very cool i was neither but can be funny, and I use that to my advantage. You know I like a funny guy. Oh, yeah. Over the course of six months, I slowly woo her to the point where I'm fairly confident that she will say yes upon asking her out. This was in the 90s, by the way, when you still had to manually ask girls out. (laughs) Manually. (laughs) A few more weeks go by, and I finally ask her out, and she accepts. I'm completely smitten with this girl. I pick her up at her sorority house, which is an awkward deal if you've never done it before, because a dozen girls answer the door to check you out. I love that. (laughs) The girl's like, we're going to run you down. We're going to (laughs) assess. Yeah. Sounds right. She's not home. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, we've decided. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I take her to the best restaurant I can find slash afford. And so far, everything is going great. <laughs> best Applebee's meal <laughs> right? ever. Because they're in college. So for sure. Um, right. <laughs> I order a bowl of soup of the day and an entree. She orders something inconsequential to the story. As you can guess, the soup <laughs> du jour is black bean soup. The waiter oh, no. is this much more... This waiter is much more attractive than me. He's a late 20s guy who is obviously scoping my date and subtly flirting with her. So my machismo is activated. So much so that when the waiter suggests I order a cup of soup versus a bowl, as their bowls are, quote, very large, I take it as a shot across the bow of my fragile (laughs) masculinity and insist that I can handle the bowl. (laughs) 
Dude, oh no! But can your bowels? He just tried to help you out, bro. He was like, "Oh, son, don't get the bowl." He, he's like, it's he's like what? You think soup, I need a bro. cup like a pussy? How dare you? How dare you? I'm a bowl I mean, the man, whole bowl. not a cup bowl man. So <laughs> the bowl is delivered, it's different than and it's spoon more man. of a terrine. You oh. easily could have fed a family of four with leftovers. But now my dumbass has to not only finish it, but do so acting like it's normal to eat a gallon of soup <laughs> as oh, I made a no. big deal a of it. A gallon of beans. I soup. eat the soup and I'm already Thanksgiving stuffed when they bring out my entree, which I obviously have to eat as well or admit to the handsome waiter and my date that I'm an idiot with such a fragile ego that I can't take an obvious suggestion. Oh my God. This is fucking oh, no. perfect. <laughs> Despite my obvious physical discomfort my date cannot seem to tell that i am so uncomfortable that i may may explode from either end at any instant furthermore as i get up to use the bathroom my date asks if we can stop by her sorority house on the way to our movie so she can pick up a sweater for the cold theater despite the obvious i say no problem and we get up to leave as i'm walking to the car i get what feels (gasps) like a knife to my belt line Followed by a gurgling noise as eight pounds of shit are transferred from my intestines to my colon. (gasps) I am I still not worried. I'm still not worried though. As we drive to her place, as it's like five minutes to the theater. We get to her sorority house and she asks if I need to come inside for anything. I would like to think she wanted to fool around, but I think she has now picked up on my situation, probably from my profuse profuse sweating and silence. Oh, no. No, no. no, I'm fine. And she heads inside to get her coat and do God's to get her coat and do God knows what else because she's in there for what feels like an hour. Then another sharp (gasps) pain. Another gurgle. Oh, no. I have now sweat literally through my clothes. He left. Please as I left. realize I have to shit and I have to shit now. <gasps> I get up and run to the front door, which isn't helping my situation <gasps> any as I desperately no, scramble to no. fling open the front door to the sorority house. Locked, of course. It, it's too late. I run around the side of the house, <gasps> drop trowel, no. and proceed to <sighs> shit my brains out, pressing my back hard against the side of the building in an attempt to keep from contaminating no. myself i was not successful oh no. <laughs> you shit on my house you shit on my house <laughs> oh my god though i immediately felt physically better as i put myself back together i realized in sheer terror that Mm-mm. both my shoes and lower parts of my pants have been splattered i start putting together no. a plan of action run to the car run home explain later when as i'm heading to my car That's i right. spot my no. date sitting patiently in the passenger seat oh no oh no no Somehow, on the spot, I came up with what I thought at the time was a brilliant excuse that I also had to stop by my house to change as I stepped in dog shit while relieving myself on the side of her sorority house. 
She spared me from having to explain why I could not wait to use the bathroom at the theater. I assume she was distracted by the horrible odor in the car, but more likely she knew the truth. Whatever the case, this angel did not make me elaborate on anything, and we had a great time for the rest of the evening. (laughs) No. Until she got home and saw that there was shit splattered. How is there? She didn't go home and get see shit splattered all over the side of that fucking house. God. You shit on my house. (laughs) Dude, some some landscaper is going to have a very, very bad day. Yes, he's calling. He's like, get the power washer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not touching this. Oh, my God. Black bean soup shit all over the side of the house. Oh, my (laughs) God. An entire fucking big ass bowl of it, too. And ate an entree. Sir. Oh my the god. The soup is Yikes. aside. There's no pr- there's no shame in getting the cup. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Well, are you guys ready cuz I've got a juicy crazy in love for today. I'm That's so not the words ready. I want to hear right after that story. Okay. Oh, juicy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I have to see who who recommended this because um somebody actually wrote in and asked if we had if we had done this. And I was struggling this week trying to think of like a crazy in love and just. I know what you're doing. Yes. It's a good one. It is a good one. Okay. It's it's uh, Whitney. Whitney Slaughter. So big shout out and thank you for the story. I cannot believe we haven't done it because it is a seminal story. So good. It's the story of Betty Broderick. I have okay, so I know they're doing a show on this, but I know nothing about right. the story. So this that is going to be Dirty John season two. Amanda Pete is going to be playing Betty Broderick. I'm so fucking excited. I fucking love also, Amanda Pete. LA Ugh. Times is going to be releasing a um, podcast called It Was Simple. Um, I listened to the trailer for it. It's fucking sounds like Chef's Kiss. Podcast. Oh hell yeah! Do you yeah. know when that's coming out? Can't wait. Um, I need a new true crime pro- podcast. Yeah, I already I subscribed, Same. but they um they have they've only released the the thing, so I don't know when it's going to come out. Um, what was it, it called? Was again? Simple, the Betty Broderick murders. Okay, and I think it's going to be like a series that's going to go like really into depth. So if you like the thumbnail. That I'm giving you. You can subscribe to that. And I'm sure it's going to be freaking amazing. But for me, I listened to like um, the female criminal podcast episode about her. Um, I watched like an American justice about it. And um, so, yeah, that's where I'm getting most of my information. But we'll we'll start from there. Okay. So let me pull up my notes here. I even took notes. I know. Look at you. Okay. Fancy. Okay. Fancy. So Elizabeth Ann Bouchalia was born in 1947 to a big Catholic family. Um, she was the third child of six and her family was well off. Like they were taken care of. Uh, they had maids. Hmm. They had like, she just grew up being like a very upper class kind of person. And it was imposed upon her early by her mom that like your goal in life is to marry a 
a nice Catholic man who's going to make a living and you are going to be a wife and mother. Like that, that's the life that you have. That's the only dreams that you get to have. That's that's what life is supposed to be. You're supposed to be a good wife Sounds and fun. mom to somebody that's going to to pay your way. Look, that works for some people. And if, you know, if that's what you want out of life, wonderful. But you can't do that to your fucking kids. You can't decide what their future is going to be. That's terrible. Well, yeah. And then there were, um, you know, that uh, psychologist, he's like really, I, I think his name's like Parker Dietz or whatever. Y- you've seen him a lot. If you watch any kind Probably, of true yeah. crime, you would you would recognize him. But he lays the groundwork because he diagnoses her with narcissistic personality disorder. And he says, the mom? No, the Betty. Betty. In that, oh, okay. in that he says it stems from her childhood in that she, um, she never like learned how to take care of herself emotionally. She relied on like her parents, her maid or her husband. Like she didn't learn how to to take care of herself and her own problems. So I'm going to throw something out there and this might get me in trouble, but don't have kids. If you are not ready for them to be fully formed human beings with their own thoughts, opinions, they can make their own decisions about what they want their life and their future to be like. They're not carbon copies of you. So if that's what you want out of a child, you're going to be disappointed and or you're going to severely damage that child. But this is also like considering the time like she was born in 47. So she grew up like leave it to beaver 50s where like that wasn't so like uncommon that like right yeah, yeah that was everybody's yeah. options was, everybody was like that but they shouldn't have been yeah yeah no, true so like in 1965 um betty attends this party and she sees this kind of dorky guy with glasses at the party who um writes his number down on a napkin and is like he he's dan broderick comma m-d-a and he told her that the MDA stood mm. for medical doctor almost. And she was like, mm, he's kind of like dorky, but he told all of his friends that night, like, that's the woman I'm going to marry. Because Betty was a mother effing stunner back in the day. She's 5'10", blonde, gorge. She was like, she could have had any guy. She dated a lot of athletes and stuff. And Dan was kind of on the shorter side and, you know, kind of dorky and stuff. But he was persistent and he won her over. And I guess... Well, and he's a doctor. Almost. Almost. <laughs> so, almost. almost. What, what clinched it for Betty is on their first date, he put so much thought and planning and effort into it that that's what won her over. See, what boys. What say? Yeah. See, see, boys. So they they get engaged and they get married in 1969. And um, their first few years of marriage are rough. Like he's still in school. He's finishing medical school. And so Betty's having to work and she got she got knocked up. They had their their first kid within their first year of marriage. He looks like Harry fucking Potter, by the way. Yeah. He's cute. I think they're I both think he's cute. cute. I think I think yeah. he's cute in that picture, yeah. But yeah, he um so like she's working, she's pregnant, he's still in school, 
but it's like he's almost done with med school. So she can tough it out. However, he gets done with med school and he's like, you know what? I don't really want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. And so I'm going to go to Harvard Law School. And he's like, I'll make a Uh, lot more money if I can be a medical malpractice attorney. I remember the details of this story now. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. So so she's like, she's like, all right. All right, fine. So the next like, you know, three, four years, she puts him through Harvard Law School. She works. They have three more kids. So she she oh, is expected so she's- to do. And this is somebody who grew up with maids, like never having to clean or do laundry or do any of this stuff. So she's a homemaker. She's the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And she's a mom to four kids. She Good fucking God. hates it. She hates it. She's miserable. But this is of the course. contract that she signed up for for marriage. And she's like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. If I just get through this, we'll get the life that we want. And it happens. He graduates from Harvard Law and gets a job at this prestigious firm in San Diego. They move there and things are starting to happen. He rises up quick. He gets like bonuses and stuff, pays off his school loans. Things are now starting to look up. They finally, motherfucker, she gets to like leave her job and be a homemaker. And he's out there making that money, getting them into the country clubs getting them lavish vacations, a boat, uh, a freaking uh, Colorado ski home, another really big um, home in like this ritzy neighborhood in San Diego. So like things, things are happening. And this bitch is like nothing, nothing less than what I exactly. She's like, I did. I did. Fuck. I did my fucking time. I earned this. Here, okay, never mind. I'm going to refrain because I know where this is going. Go ahead. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. he's like, things are good at this firm, but I think I can do better on on my own. Start my own fucking firm. And she's like, yes, more money. Do it. So he does. And he's hiring staff. And he hires a legal secretary named Linda Kolkina. Who is a no. gorge, gorge, twenty-one-year-old? And Betty was like, "I'm sorry, you don't hire women at your firm. You don't remember that?" <laughs> and she is, no. she is just fresh-faced. She's twenty-one. She's beautiful. She looks like Betty when she was twenty-one, and she's she gets insecure about it. She's like, um, she remembers going to a party, like a work party, um where he called Linda beautiful and he she saw the way that he looked at her and was like oh my god that's the way he looked at me and so she starts getting really insecure about it and he goes you're crazy nothing is happening with us oh you're you're being you're being a psycho like <gasps> gaslights her gaslights her to the you know point what? where on her 36th birthday she takes all the pills that are in their house and slashes her wrist, tries to commit suicide. The next day, it's he like wakes her up or whatever and like takes care of her and continues to say, like, you're crazy, nothing's happening. You need to get help. You need to get help. Okay, so I'm crazy. Cool. But instead of making me feel better, 
about this situation where you could simply just not call me crazy. I well, I you could do anything to make me feel more secure. Like, there's no mm-hmm. reason why she should be feeling this way in a relationship in the first place. If Anthony had a secretary who was 21 and good looking, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel threatened because I understand right. our relationship. Yep. He would never put me in a position where I would need to feel insecure about the situation. Mm-hmm. We would have conversations about it. So, hey, mm-hmm. maybe try those things. Yeah. Maybe try working on your relationship with your wife. Instead of saying that she's insane for feeling insecure about the situation. Yeah. So and and also they're like they're in their 30s. So he's getting ready to turn 39 and he st- he buys himself a flashy red Corvette. He's buying himself all these tailored suits and just like total like cliche midlife crisis shit. And she jokes I know. 39? That's fucking early. She jokes with him about it. You know, this is the the freaking 80s, you know? And so they're like, early 80s. They're they're doing it. He's fucking rich and he's starting to turn into like that. He gets himself a nose job. It's one of those like Wolf of Wall Street douches. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And so she makes these elaborate plans to go to his firm and surprise him on his 39th birthday she comes with like flowers and a cake and she gets into his office and she notices remnants of a chocolate cake that's been eaten bottle of champagne that's empty with two champagne glasses and him and his assistant that's interesting. are gone and so his his other secretary is like, oh, no, he left for the day. So she sits there and waits until it gets dark and realizes he's not coming back to the office, goes home, takes all of his tailored suits out of the closet, takes them to the backyard and waiting to. And yes, that's something mm-hmm. waiting, yep, to, she exhale. waiting <laughs> to exhale. Amen. Dude, light that match and walk away. So that's what she did. She burned all that's of right. them. Next day, and Dan comes home and sees the ashes in the yard. He doesn't say anything. He just orders more suits. So that's where this fucking relationship is at this point. This and f- it takes a oh, couple more what? years for it to finally break down. It's 1985. So they've been married since 69. That's 16 years. They have four kids together. These poor kids, too, are just like sitting mm-hmm. there watch, watching their marriage, like their parents' marriage mm-hmm. deteriorate, watching mom burn all of his fucking suits. Oh, like, yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's so traumatizing. And having to watch that and mm. uh, just be in a household like that, no bueno. So 1985, Dan finally cracks. He's like, I am leaving you and the dynamic in the relationship that's pre- rich previously bitch. had been like if they got into arguments betty would always threaten to divorce dan and so yeah, this that. infuriates her more where she's like i'm you're the one- leaving me exactly. you harry potter looking motherfucker exactly. seriously ah! <laughs> i regret harry saying he potter was cute <laughs> i do think he was cute in that picture but so he he's like, okay, um, yeah, I'm I'm leaving you, and I'm also I'm not gonna talk to you about it. I'm not talking about it. If you want to say something to me, tell it to my fucking lawyer. And she's like, she just wants to talk to him. She's like, so angry and and 
gets even angrier because he will not pick up the phone. He won't talk to her. And then she finds out he's sold their house underneath her, which he, he found I, a legal but, loophole but, where he was able to do that. And he sold their house out from under her and wouldn't talk to her about it. So she gets in her fucking Chevy Silverado. What a fucking psychopath. Like to do that That to someone you were married to, the mother of your children. Like you can have whatever disagreements that you have within your relationship. You can choose to end your relationship. All of that shit is fine. But like I just how do you not have any amount of empathy or humanity for somebody You've been married to for this long. Right. And, oh, by the way, he moved in with Linda. They have a new house together. So, like, Betty's suspicions were, of course, correct that he was fucking Linda the whole time, moved in with her. And so she, when she finds out about the sale to her house, she fucking gets in her fucking big ass car and rams it right into the living room. Of their fucking house. Now, because he won't pick up the phone, he won't talk to her, and she just goes crazier, crazier, crazier. And the fucked up thing was, throughout this whole thing, she's like, he won't talk to me. Well, he'll have to talk to me if he has the kids. And then he'll appreciate how hard I've worked when he has to take care of these damn kids. And she says it's the biggest mistake that she made because once he had the kids, he was like, great. And use them like as as pawns and like I won't give them back. So uh, it's fucked up. She's lucky that she didn't hurt one of her fucking kids when she went fucking banana sandwich and drove into no the house. Shit. No one was hurt, but she was arrested and put in a mental health facility for three days after that. Dude, this is what gaslighting will do to you. Yeah, I mean, look, not, not trying to defend Betty here, but like... No. This is the poster child for like women aren't crazy. You made us crazy. Exactly. <laughs> this is gaslight torture. This is like fucking right. Torture. You've, you played psychological Honestly. games with me yes. for fucking decades, and this is the and result. Now you're surprised. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because and and we'll talk about it when it's done. Because we we ain't even there yet. So oh, what Lord. follows next is Broderick versus Broderick. One of the most talked about divorces in california um it goes on and it is acrimonious i mean at this point dan broderick was the head of the san diego bar association he had connections their judge in the divorce was somebody that he was friends with which tell me how the fuck that doesn't seem like you should be allowed to do that yeah that seems like a conflict of interest so this divorce betty gets a lot of shit because her spousal agreement was $16,100 a month. And she's like, that's not even 20% of his income. And that's that's not what, that's not what I'm fucking owed because of like how many years I spent with him. And I fucking worked my ass off for the first five years of our marriage to get in. You wouldn't be fuck all if I hadn't done that. Exactly. Here's the here's the thing. Okay, because we can look at that and say sixteen thousand dollars a month is a lot of money. Okay, it's a ton of money. But it's it's and not it's not in this. It's, and at that it's point, not, it's not what her uh what what is that what like 
cost, cost it's, of living. It's not the way that she's used to living now, you know, for the past. Right, which which I understand. Right. I, I could see the argument, though, being like $16,000 a month to get out of this, like, horrific marriage. Just take it and walk away. However, on principle, there is an undervaluing of the labor that women are expected to do yep. in relationships, not only emotional labor, as far as like having to be in charge of the household and the children, but also she worked her ass off to put her husband through school. Through and med she's school absolutely and, right. and law school. Exactly. And oh. she is owed something for that. Exactly. Because he would not be, and this is a thing, I do remember this case opening up that conversation to have that conversation because this was a thing that happened a lot, I feel like, in the 80s and 90s. You had your, quote, starter wife, right? You have your, it's like the first wives club, right? You have your first wife and she's the wife who bears your children and helps you through all the difficult times. And then when she ages out, you get your new wife. Yep. And this is, this is the case that really opened because this is before first wives club, uh, waiting to exhale. This is before, you know, goodbye Earl by the Dixie chicks. When, when in the nineties, women did start fucking because this shit happened in the eighties and, you know, of course goes crazy, but it was everywhere in the late 80s. And I didn't even realize until I was watching a lot of the YouTube clips and stuff. I'm like, oh, I fucking remember that in fucking Ohio. I recognized her face and her voice. And I was like, I've seen this news clip. I know I have. So. Right. And she can seem unhinged. And yeah, like a lot of the stuff she did slash will do is fucked up and we can't defend that stuff. However, she started a really important conversation that I feel like we needed to have as a people because it's fucked up. You can't treat people like that. Her anger and, uh, you know, I'll I'll save it for my my breakdown, but her her anger builds. It just builds because she feels it's not fucking fair. And also, like, all she wants to do is talk to Dan and work it out not even their marriage at this point, which she has given up on, but she wants to sit and have a fucking adult conversation where it's not through lawyers or whatever, where they can sit and say, like, what's fair? You know what I mean? She wants to plead her case to him and not have this whole, like, lawyer thing, but he will not. And that's part of it, too. If he had just talked to her in the beginning, it never would have gotten to that point. You know what I mean? Because they they probably could have come to an understanding if he could have been reasonable. But the thing, you know, the thing is, is that like all of a sudden she starts getting free samples for weight loss stuff and wrinkle cream and gets pictures in the mail, supposedly from Linda Colquina of like (gasps) her, her with her kids saying, eat your heart out, bitch. So I'm like, my now now you're throwing gasoline on the fire because that is that to me. I'm just like, first of all. Women like Linda, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, spoiler alert, but you're going to come in and you're going to snake someone else's man and then you're going to fucking throw gas on the fire like that. Wow. That's that's fucked up in a way that I'm sorry. Mm. That's that's low. That's right. Low. Well, it's also, you know, because typically, look, Dan is the person who wrecked his marriage. Like Linda, of course, mm-hmm. it's awful. Dan is the person who wrecked his marriage. However, like sure. Linda 
to do that to Coming another in. woman, yeah. to have no empathy, because it's something that we as women realize, especially back in the 80s. I feel like we're moving away from it a little bit now where we can embrace getting older and embrace aging. And, mm-hmm. you know, but you all of us women have experienced this like fear of getting older and especially at that time. And Betty in particular, during that time and the way that she was brought up, her value was in her beauty right really like her ability to get a husband and she, you know what she i mean becomes so unhinged in that first year of separation that she gained 60 pounds and her usually like quaffed and expensive appearance really like fell away so not only is she feeling insecure because she doesn't know who the fuck she is without dan her status as right. Dan's wife was her fucking personality. And now she has none. And right. furthermore, she's being egged on where Dan is telling everyone in their circle who will listen that she's crazy. And then you have his, you know, his. Right. So she's his, really his a new girlfriend a woman. egging her on. Right. She's a woman who's backed up against a wall. Right. She's lost her identity, mm-hmm. her children, her husband, her lifestyle, her friends. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everything. Everything. And so she keeps leaving like messages on the machine. Like she calls him like, uh, hey, uh, hey, fuckhead and the cunt. And which is which they record and they Dude. use against her in, in court. Course. And so I feel like it, she really needed a friend to tell her, Hey, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, yeah, I feel like Dan and Linda had this whole thing of egging her on to make her look crazy so that they could, of course, you know, not get out of paying That's her all, all part it's, of the scheme. It, exactly. So it was all part of the scheme. She's leaving messages. She just wants to talk to him. She just wants to try to fucking work this out. Well, finally, there's like this note that his lawyer sends her about something about the custody agreement um, or like, hey, we're going to um, they she wanted to take the youngest kids to go trick or treating. And this lawyer sends her a thing like, no, we decided no. And so she stays up all fucking night, just pissed can't do anything about it can't yell at dan just that that rage boils over and she can't get to sleep so oh, that's the worst place i think everyone's been in that place mm-hmm. where you're you're just so yep. angry and you have no recourse outlet I mean, no yeah. outlet nobody yep. so she gets into her car she drives over to dan and linda's new house she uses uh her daughter's keys to get in goes up there goes to their master bedroom which by the way the cover that they have on their bed is their marital cover. <gasps> no. And I'm like, <laughs> so Linda rustles and goes, calls, call the police. And that's when Betty shoots five times. She shoots um, Linda in the, in the chest and the back of the head and shoots Dan and then misses twice. Dan is goes, okay, okay, you got me. And start, goes to reach towards the phone. And Betty calmly walks over and pulls the phone cord out. Yes, sir, then, you think this is a game? And then right. walks away, drives off. Later that day, of course, like it, they're 
bodies are found and Betty turns herself in to the police. She doesn't deny shooting them. She doesn't really remember the shooting, but she's like, it was self-defense. I have been abused for too long. I'm, I couldn't take it anymore. Like, this is where I'm at. And I believe that's true, but that's not how self-defense works in court. No. <laughs> you can't just drive over to somebody's house. <laughs> it's not, but their first trial, no. it turns into a media circus. Court TV runs the whole thing. In the first trial, two of the jurors were like, we're not going to convict her. We're not, we're, we're stuck. So and they're like, Dan is such an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they were, that even though this obvious premeditated murder. <laughs> yeah. She we we can't like, do it. She, she was up for first degree murder and two of the jurors were like, we won't do anything but manslaughter. Like that's where we're at. Wow. Like, and so yeah. imagine being that much of a dick. Yeah. That a jury mm-hmm. is just like, I mean, we dislike him so much. That we yeah. are not willing to convict. And I actually happened upon a um, a blog from San Diego from that time where a bunch of people that have worked with Dan and Linda and knew Betty and knew the situation and are in the comments. And it is oh, shit. spicy. Because oh, share. they were all here. I'm, I'm getting it up right now because I was like. No shit. You know, this is my favorite shit. (laughs) I love it. They are. We know what you mean. They dump on Dan and Linda. They say that they were terrible people and that, I mean, and just like everybody. I mean, it's mostly like women commenting, but basically saying they had it coming. They had it coming a hundred. Wow. Don't feel bad whatsoever. Well, okay, here's the the thing. Uh, I, uh, people lost their lives. These children were put through an incredibly traumatic experience. I'm absolutely not saying that any of that is okay. What I am saying is, how did they expect this to end? What did they expect to happen? There was no way this could have had, and maybe they didn't expect her to come in and shoot them, but what kind of ending did you think was... I think that... I think that Dan and Linda had a feel we're like, we're going to drive her so crazy that she's going to end mm-hmm. up in the home and we're not going to have to pay for anything. And we're going to have these kids and we're going to live happily. Yeah, ever I think after. maybe they were pushing That's her to kill thought. herself because I'm just like, what other like there's no way this could have ended positively. And the other tea that I found out from this blog was that Linda was still sleeping with her ex-boyfriend confirmed all the way up three weeks before her wedding to dan so she oh so even though people and people do people call her all kinds of fucking names like gold digger and all this shit because she was you know 21 dan was like 44 or something at this time and they're like she's just using him for his money she's like no really love him like blah 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 blah. and then come to find out she yeah she was she was fucking her ex-boyfriend i love him but i love this other guy's dick more Mm -hmm. basically yep Mm -hmm. i love his money and he's but i love (laughs) exactly so yeah she gets off after the the first trial she's still in jail they go through the second trial same same trial pretty much but this jury sees it differently they don't do first degree murder though they do second degree however the Mm -hmm. judge instead of making her sentence run 
like concurrently. Concurrent. He makes he does fifteen years to life for both of the the and he she has to do both of them. So she has to at least serve yeah eighteen years before parole. So nineteen years she does in prison and she cuts up for parole. She ain't sorry one fucking bit. And they're like, well, then you ain't getting out. And then they try to parole her again. A couple years later, she's like, still ain't sorry. They're like, all right. And so her next parole opportunity is 2032 when she'll be like in her 80s. Like she's going to spend the rest of her life in jail. And here's what is so and she's gonna be 80 years old and be like she's stubborn as fuck do it again stubborn i'd do it again still so angry and that to me is the real tragedy of this story is that at the end of the day she Mm. she ruined her her own life it is so tough to feel wronged by somebody or feel like there is injustice Oof. in the world. We all feel a little bit of that every single day. There have been people who have fucked me over big time. And what does it serve me by holding on to that anger or hate towards them or having to get back? It serves it you doesn't nothing. serve me anything. Do you think that's the problem? I had $16,000 a month to live on. Maybe it wasn't as great as the life I got to live, but I'm out of a shitty marriage. That's exactly. I get the that's opportunity. exactly. It. She's thirty fucking and seven. I understand. Right, I understand the feeling of injustice because truly, she was wrong. I'm going to say it. I think she was wronged by her parents. I think that they set her up to be in a position where she had no fucking recourse as an adult woman. They didn't give her the option to have an education, to decide what she wanted to do for herself, her own career. And so it did leave her in a really shitty position where she had to rely on her husband for her lifestyle. That's unfair. The way that she was treated by her husband and this other woman, that's unfair. And I can can totally understand clinging to that injustice because it would suck. But at the same time, 16 thousand dollars a month is more than most people could ever dream of acquiring right ever dream of acquiring Mm -hmm. i know families with children in the midwest who make 20 to thirty thousand dollars a year a year yeah a year so so the thing is i understand it and i understand how unjust it is but truly if she had just taken it at that point it would have saved her and her children so much pain yeah and that's, and two lives. that's the thing of it is, though, is to the point that you're saying, Christina, at some point you have to like take your own life into your mm-hmm. hands, which is that, you know what? Shit happens. Everybody's got a story and everybody's had people shit on them and everybody's had. But if you live in this cycle of anger and animosity and 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 there is no consequence to the person who's wronged no. you. They don't give a shit. Well, they don't give a shit, which I guess is why. (laughs) Well, I guess until you get to the point where you actually physically harm them or murder them or whatever. But there's it serves you no good to live in this place. And the only person it hurts in the long run, in the long term is. Yeah. And I mean, I had to do a lot of anger work in therapy because anger 
and and you guys might understand this as as women, anger is not something that we're really taught how to feel and how to express as women. And it is a natural emotion. No emotion is bad. It's actions that are bad or good. But learning how to feel anger, express it, and let it go were a, a big part of like the two years of, of work that I did in therapy where it is okay to feel angry, but you got to let it go. You can't. It's like she just let that eat her Fester. alive. Mm-hmm. And just like she could not let it go once she well, brought also, it in she couldn't get rid of it it's also why it's so important to have friends <laughs> which is a consistent theme here from cassie's story but she clearly didn't have anybody like if you had someone you could turn to or vent to or a therapist or somebody mm-hmm. like someone you could talk to if because i'll be honest like if i'm left alone with my thoughts about mm-hmm. like how somebody has wronged me, I will replay Ooh. that over and over. I will take my make believe shower time. Oh yes, and I will replay yeah. those conversations <laughs> on a loop and the actions that you're oh, going right. to take exactly. are going to be replayed in that shower uh, time. Exactly, right. and so I'm just like, Ooh. God, man, you. If you're feeling those feelings, find somebody you can talk to. Find someone you can turn to, because. <laughs> that's what you need. You need somebody to give you some fucking perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the at the end of the day, she could have taken the second chapter of her life and like made a choice to be happy. She had mm-hmm. every opportunity. She's- Honey, $16,000 a month. Go move back in with your parents for a little while. Go back to school. Figure out what you want to do and create something amazing for yourself. Exactly. And it's not like their marriage was happy Anyways, so it's like take that as a win. But she looked yeah, at it as a loss. Yeah, go find somebody who loves you. Yeah, there are seven billion people on this earth. Somebody is going to treat you like a queen. Okay. Yeah. Well, guess what? The loss is now. The loss is your. Oh yeah, kid. because yeah. that's 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 the loss. That is the loss because two of her kids um, don't fucking talk to her, and and two to do so. It split up the family. The youngest two kids were forced to live with random ass relatives like their their dad's brother's estranged wife raised the two exactly exactly it's so weird wow so and then you know they finally like when they got to be like 15 or 16 they were like can we please live with you know so and so that we know like one of them i think went with um the mom's uh grandparents or whatever and another one went to like a friend's house and basically like finished school there it was like i don't want to live with random aunt kathy anymore <laughs> yes right not my yeah. real aunt dude that would so be <laughs> Uncle me i'd be like can i please life? with my my friend <laughs> can my friend's family take me in for a bit just like a year i have a year left i'm just gonna yeah stay here so that that is my telling of Betty Broderick, angry Betty Broderick. I mean, I get the anger. Wow. <laughs> I really do. I can't. It's I really can't hard not to, to feel for her. To that whole podcast. I was actually thinking when they, the same thing. When they really stretch it out like a series podcast. And I think because mm-hmm. there are there were so many women that identified with Betty. There were so sure. many people that were like, I completely well, get why she did it. 
I don't know if anything makes me more furious than in injustice than feeling like I've been yep. wronged and that there is no justice because I feel right. like you know I was raised in the optimism of the 90s where we were told like if you do good things good things will come to you <laughs> and it mm-hmm. and so it makes me really I I can totally see why people would relate to her being as mad as she was right. you know but you're absolutely right at that point you you got to get some perspective and let that shit go because mm-hmm. she she ruined her life she's spending the rest of her life in prison yeah 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 so what are you guys watching this week? Well, I started The Great on Hulu. Oh, I want to watch that. It looks hilarious. I really so good. like it. Ugh. Yeah, I really like it. And I was telling Cassie the other day that like Elle Fanning is oftentimes like hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think she's a little boring. I don't know. I'm just more of a Dakota girl myself. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. she's really good in this. It's very silly. Um, but... It's, d- it's done it's by it's the funny. same people that did the favorite, right? Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's I think it's so. great. Um, the costumes are great. It fills that void that Harlots left behind yeah. for me. Yeah. Um. So I would I would recommend it. I think Nicholas Holt is so fucking cute, even though he's such a piece of shit. <laughs> um. In yeah. this series, but yeah. Right, not in real life. <laughs> in not in re- I don't know. Maybe he is a piece of shit in real life. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've been watching uh, Legion, which is great. I watched the first season years ago when it like came out, and he had never watched it. So we started watching it. It's it's really good. I forgot how how much I enjoyed it. So yeah, if you're looking for like a fun. Well, it's not really fun. A really dark, twisty, <laughs> right. comic kind of thing. Interesting. That's what kinda... um studio or like what service is it on? Uh, what is it on? I have no idea. I don't remember I don't now. I'll it all look, I'll look into it together now. It was on like USA or something, I think originally, but I think you can find it on and Noah Howley. Oh. Did it? Um, he's the guy. Oh my god, what else did he do that we all loved? Anyways, it's it's really good. It's dark. Okay, I'm and gonna Aubrey give Plaza it a watch. Is in it. Oh, and I love her. I love her. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a little too. It was a little too obscure and dark yeah. for me. Chris loved it, and he watched the entire three seasons. But I'm kind of like, I, it just I dig me, obscure and but, dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. also, it might be you might. Anthony like and I have been rewatching all the Lord of the Rings movies. So that's what we're oh, doing God. with our quarantine. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. It's been also not for ride. me. Nice. <laughs> a long. Oh, long, man. They are long. long we have long, yet to long, get through one long, in a single right. night. Like we somebody we break falls them asleep up because holy shit. Three hours is a long movie. Y'all like, <sighs> man, uh, I have been. Okay. So we're still watching house. Of mm-hmm. course, that's our nighttime go to. The thing that I've had, because what I've really been doing, of course, is crocheting my life together. Um, and, and recently it's been coasters, regular coasters and cute cat coasters. The cat coasters, coasters are so. the cute. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everybody's getting coasters. Nice. You're just sitting here waiting for You're you welcome. to open your Etsy store. Like, <laughs> chop, chop, bitch. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so while I'm doing that, the thing that I've been watching, and I'm not proud of myself, I'm going to say it. It's um, watching The Good Witch. 
And no it's shame. Not, it's terrible. There's no shame in that. Oh, it's the what? It's not good. It's exactly what you the think good it's going to be. It is the lifetime version of. And here's the thing. Her witchiness is so like, I'm a witch. That I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the most basic lame. bitch witch. <laughs> oh, the basic is most basic bitch witch. She has like a live, laugh, witch. Oh, on honey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, no. It's that. She's a home she does witch. <laughs> Great. She, she is. <laughs> but you know what? I watch the shit out of that stuff. I think that there's something oh, so it. comforting about like a lifetime or, shit like that. Like it's like predictable, charmed. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, the girl, the the girl that plays the daughter is so adorable, though. She is so cute, and I mean, she's older. She, but I remember her from like movies and stuff when she was younger. She's so adorable. It's it's exactly what you expect it to be for crocheting yeah. Yeah. time. It's. You know, I like it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. If you guys that. have stuff that you want us to watch or another shout out to the person that was like, hey, have you done this story yet? You were a life Whitney. saver. Do that, please. Just reach out. Say hello. You have a story. You have anything for us. Go to our one stop shop of a website. It's myworstatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.